Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast. And as usual, we have a very special guest here today. Um, but of course, Bonnie is doing her world world travels in LA. Um, so I am here with our senior entertainment editor, Avery Thompson, who knows all the knowledge and is amazing. Um, but we are also here with Brian Darcy James. And you might know him from 13 Reasons Why. You might know him from the new Ryan Gosling film, First Man. Uh, and you might have seen him on Broadway a few times. So... Welcome to the podcast, Thank Brian. Thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> well, First Man comes out October 12th, and you play Joe Walker. So tell me a little bit about how much research and went into this role, and what was it sort of like working on set of this huge production? I'll start with a, a short answer. A lot of research uh, went in for, for me, but... but Josh Singer, who I had the joy and pleasure of working with on Spotlight, who wrote this screenplay... He does his homework, so a lot of the information is already baked into the script, uh, but there's there's tons to learn when you're playing just a, a fraction of the story, and by that I mean Joe Walker was a was, was technically an astronaut, uh, but he was instrumental in that he was an X-15 pilot, so the X-15 program was a, uh, was a space program um, uh, effort to basically send planes that were rocket planes into space and go beyond the Earth's atmosphere and, and basically go up and then come back down. And um, they weren't very long runs, but they collected tons of information about, about how, you know, what information they would need for the next phase, which of course was the, the Mercury and the Gemini and the Apollo uh, missions. So he was uh, a, a part of a long line of um, astronauts and NASA employees that were you know, doing their job that preceded um, all of the, uh, the moon launch uh, efforts that are, are take kind of center stage in first man yeah and it's I've seen the film and it's incredible and especially that first scene when you open up it's just you have no idea at least I never did never did how much these people sacrificed and, and the time and the effort and that they put in to sort of be one step into this like larger sort of end game um, that it was just an incredible like it opened up a whole new world for me, at least as a viewer. Me too. Uh, just reading it and doing my part in the scenes that I was in and then watching the film were two totally different things. I felt the same way that you did because it really was a life and death um, scenario every time you you went out to do your job. And so um, there's, a, there's a great line where Claire Foy, who plays uh, Neil Armstrong's wife, She's talking about about how they quote unquote got pretty good at funerals because so many men you know had lost their lives in in differing ways um, through you know by virtue of what they had to do. Yeah, it was like almost going to battle with the yeah. unknown. Right. They had no idea if one time they went up 
it was going to work or if one right. time it didn't. It and does. all of the things that have to go right and just exactly right for, for, for a successful mission to take place. And then, of course, you get to see in this movie another thing that is great is that you see how quick these, these well, Neil Armstrong in particular, how brilliant these people were. I mean, these guys were, were, were math geniuses. They could compute, you know, it, 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 and that was their job. They had to know exactly not only the science preceding their job to get out and, and fly these things, but, you know, there are moments in, in, um, in the Apollo 11 mission and also in the X-15, you see, you see Neil Armstrong, Ryan Gosling, you know, doing these, making these computations to basically save his life and yeah. prevent himself from being lost in space. I just, and it's like a one man thing. Like you, you have to do it to save yourself. Exactly. And how do you really know what's going on inside of these ships? I mean, I, I have this weird thing where I rewatch sometimes like the Challenger and just like see it blow up. I don't know why it's like really dark, but it's they did they know that that was going to happen no, like it, when they were no in idea. there like they're flying up in there and then it just blows up like it's so horrifying yeah, I don't think you think a, about it. It's tragic, and and uh, again, that just underscores the the courage and the sacrifice and the the willingness to to do this thing that is so um, positively uh, uh, you know American in its mm-hmm. efforts and its its uh, outlook and you know starting with Kennedy's speech you know why do we go to yeah. the moon you know this is uh, this was a call that uh, many people answered and not many people can say that because yeah. it was uh, a very harrowing thing to do. Especially for those sets of years in the 60s. I mean, it was just, then you had, uh, it was like uh, Gus Grissom, uh, he and two other astronauts tragically died in that one test. And that that to me, especially during the film, was so, it just took you back. It's yeah. just like, and then they had to keep going because they right. had to reach that one goal um, for it to really, you know, be worth it. They they wanted to get there and they they did and it was amazing. Well, not to mention the politics behind it as well. Like it's it's just a whole and you know, we're seeing more and more of it today too, just kind of reigniting this space race. Yeah. Well, there's a lot there's a lot of um um eyes on this. I mean, just today there was a there yeah. was a story in the news about about the uh the Soyuz, the I, I can't I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. it correctly, but they had to make an emergency landing after one of the boosters was right. problematic. So these kinds of stories um I think I think for me I, I would I would take them in, but they wouldn't really stick in my in my head. Now I have a greater appreciation for what that means. So, you know, um that is a that is a big deal. For sure. And the sheer detail and the scope of this movie, you know, directed by Damien Chazelle, who's directed two of one of my favorite movies. There's Whiplash and then there's La La Land. You know, what was it sort of like for you guys on set to work with him and sort of see his vision for this epic film? I was very excited. <laughs> like yourself, I was a huge fan of both of those films. Um, and I, I was um, I was so uh Happy to learn that Damien is a is a very uh, kind and inviting person, and was very um, uh, just. It was interesting to watch him work, knowing that there was such a specific goal that he had in mind. I see that now, having seen the film. You don't really know kind of what what it's going to be when you see a director and a director of photography figuring out how they're going to do it. I knew that they were taking approach of kind of a kind of a 16 millimeter home home movie type feel and in some of the uh 
in some of the scenes, you know, kind of capturing these things as they were happening um, in a non-traditional way, almost like home movies that you'd see in the 60s or the 70s, you know, when yes. you take out your tripod and watch them at get home. that feel. And so there, he, he talked about that a lot and, and, and the documentary-like feel that he was trying to represent. Um, so we talk, talked about that at the outset. My point is, is that when you watch someone who's doing this thing and you know that they have a roadmap in their head and you just think, wow, I, I can't even imagine what's going on in your brain to, mm-hmm. to, to see where this is going. And then to see it come to life um, is an astonishing thing, particularly with this movie, because my wife said it best. And she's, we watched the premiere in Toronto and she said, I feel like I just went to the moon. And that is that is a. She literally came yeah. back and said the same thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people will. It's 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 such a. Um, it seems like kind of a bumper sticker thing to say about the movie, <laughs> but the truth is, is it's the 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 visceral sense that that he creates. So we're talking yeah. about how a person can actually just create an environment in which you feel like you're there. How many people know what it's like to fly a spacecraft or a lunar module or a rocket, fly a rocket into space? These are extraordinary things that he's created. And on top of that, which gets, I get a little excited here because he's balancing all of that, that's that, that technology and that, that kind of daring do with a really personal story of this man and his family and the toll it takes on his wife and his children and the legacy that he leaves behind just as a man doing his job. So the balance of those two things I think is pretty extraordinary. Right. I came back the next day after seeing the film and I said, I literally felt like I traveled to the moon. It was, it was incredible and terrifying because space is the unknown, the ultimate unknown. And I cannot even imagine being an astronaut astronaut I have so much respect for them because I felt like I was there with Neil with Buzz as they were like going to the moon and there was a couple scenes where it's like they sort of lose control you felt like you were losing control with them it was that's the incredible power of Damien's work it's just you you were right there with them yeah it is an incredible feat she came back and said that and it made me feel like I was like was it like the Disney I was like was it like the Disney ride do you know at Disney when there's like the space challenger the right. space mountain space mountain and it's like that's what it almost it was, you were right in it yeah uh, I I would say a little that on steroids oh my <laughs> like not even a roller coaster and even more the the moon scenes especially were just breathtaking in terms of filmmaking just an incredible feat for for him and especially you know as ryan as neil armstrong and everything it was just an incredible moment i felt like so proud as he <laughs> stepped foot on the moon it was an amazing moment. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and as from a technical point of view, it was interesting to learn how they did that and all the things that they had to consider. For example, they shot it in a quarry in uh, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So the moon that you see is basically a quarry. So it's a, kind of a real um, organic uh, environment in which they shot to replicate yeah. the moon surface, which I thought was kind of brilliant. The other thing that was interesting that I learned is that uh, the Linus, the, the DP, was talking about how when you're on the moon, there's there's only one source of light, and that's the sun. So to replicate that, you have to have a, uh, a white hot spotlight to be able to replicate the w- single source that is is going to be illuminating people on the moon. Yeah. And uh, the difficulty and the challenge of that, and I think they, uh, if I remember what he said correctly, is that they had to devise and literally create. Um, like a 2000, I, I don't know the wattage, but it was, it was, it's something that didn't exist before this movie. Wow. And, uh, 
because they tried it with two sources, two two light sources to make a very very powerful light source, but that caused shadow problems, and so yeah. they they determined then they needed one one source, and they kind of invented this amazingly bright bulb for that particular sequence. When people talk about um, you know Oscar buzz already around this film, I mean, and it has we've heard it um and i mean there's no doubt it was done beautifully um do you, how does that make you feel do you think about it do you get excited about it or is it just you know because uh, well, you are a tony nominee yourself so and yeah. spotlight and spotlight well, yeah i was gonna talk about that because that's my you know in a way i'm i'm very spoiled because one of the big first big movies that i had a nice part in was spotlight yeah and, you know i learned a lot about the whole um the whole aspect of the the awards process and, and how the festivals have a big part in that. Mm-hmm. And the trifecta of Toronto and Venice and Telluride being a big, powerful kind of launch into, you know, the, the, the success of a film in this regard. So my <laughs> my template for this is pretty a pretty great one from having yeah. experienced the ride that Spotlight was. And so... To answer your question, do, is it's not blase blah for me. I, I I really I I I'm super proud to be in it, regardless of how it does in, in this you know kind of award stuff. But but the fact that it's being discussed is really exciting because that means more people will see it and more you know get more chance to talk about it and you know celebrate Josh Singer who wrote it and celebrate Damien Chazelle and, and and Ryan Gosling. I mean these are great performances and a, a really yeah. I think a, a truly truly special and remarkable film. And the story itself. And you've been in, you know, between Spotlight and First Man, these two incredible true stories that had major marks on America. Right, right. And again, we're still kind of living through the Spotlight era, too, with the... That's true. You know, Sadly, that's not, it's it's not, uh, it's not a story that will disappear anytime soon. But, uh, but you're right. It's, uh, I mean, again, I I should credit Josh Singer for having the, uh, the ability to kind of... uh, articulate and communicate mm-hmm. those stories in a way that make people want to listen and watch and make it compelling and not make it be boring and you know all the things that you want when you when you have a, a good storyteller in front of you that's that's yeah, what, that's what yeah. he and, and Damien have done and you had these two uh, similar I mean not similar characters but data driven mind driven brilliant characters too that, that you played and they're interesting and they're not you know these oh like smart geeky characters there are these Kind of yeah, empowering complete men. Complete opposite of who I am. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't know what a slide ruler was if you hit me in the head with it. But uh, no, that's a good point. Actually, these guys were data driven, and Matt Carroll and Joe Walker. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. One was a little bit more earthbound. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, a little but, bit. But uh, all, all the same, doing very important work. Yeah, for sure. And you have another movie coming up uh, soon, or in the next next year. Yeah. yeah, the kitchen. The kitchen, which has. A, a, heck of a cast <laughs> in addition to you there's elizabeth moss tiffany haddish melissa, melissa mccarthy, McCarthy. I, tell me a little bit about the movie and sort of maybe your role in it How much can you say? it's based on a, a graphic novel and uh, uh it was directed and written by andrea burloff it's it's about hell's kitchen in the 70s and about if uh, you might have heard of the Westies, which was a, mm-hmm. an Irish gang that kind of ruled the roost, you know, as it were, in, in that area of, of Manhattan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Not, not a good time for Manhattan. Not a lot of, not a lot of, uh, you know, the city wasn't functioning, you know, at, at, with all cylinders. And so um, that particular pocket was kind of ruled by these Irish, you know, Gang, gang members, yeah. basically. So uh, three Westies are doing their part to kind of hold on to their power, and they, they go to jail for robbing a liquor store. And um, their wives take over while they're in jail, and their wives are way more successful and way more ruthless and violent and, 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 uh, and capable, way, way more than these guys ever were. And they get to hold the reins of power. And it's um it's a really incredible thing because these two women, well, these three women, I should say, I, I say two because what's kind of unexpected is that Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish, who are known for for their comedic roles, yeah. are playing these very dramatic parts, and uh, I think that's going to be a huge uh, surprise. And um, certainly, I mean, I was I was blown away by what I was watching them do, and and I play Melissa's husband, so I I, I had a great time just you know, spending my, my scenes with her and, and, and developing that relationship. And she's a remarkable person. I mean, she's, uh, she's hilarious as you right. would, would yes. just put money on, of course, because there's proof of it. In yeah, every yes. movie that she does. <laughs> but in real life, I mean, it, it's not, you know, it's no accident. She, she's, uh, and she's really a, a, a great person too. Um, I've had some really good luck working with people I really admire and then finding out, wow, these guys are even better than I thought they were. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love hearing that. That makes me so happy. Yeah. So that comes out next year. That's so awesome. Yeah. And such what a great cast. I mean, three, like Elizabeth, Melissa and like Tiffany. I mean, that's bomb just like, ladies. Yeah. Awesome. And I love like Tiffany's doing a dramatic role. That's something mm -hmm. different that we haven't really seen her do yet. So it's that's true. really exciting. It's true. And did you guys film here? Shot in New York, yeah. So that was another great thing, just being able to, you know, go down to the East Village or wherever wherever we were and just not have to get on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we were talking about that just a little bit before because when you were in 13 Reasons Why, you were flying back and forth to San Francisco. You're based in New York and you're running the New York City Marathon right. coming up. Right. Um where in your busy schedule do you find time to train for a full marathon? Wherever the app tells me. It's like, this is what you have to do. Um, no, yeah, you, you have a, I ran the Chicago Marathon last year and kind of, I'd always been a, a, a runner in, 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 in a general sense. I enjoy running. I never ran more than maybe 12 miles once. You know, I did it once by accident. Like, I'll never <laughs> I do that remember again. when I ran 12 miles by accident. <laughs> well, I was doing, I was running in the park and it was, it was a half marathon and I'd gone, I'd done the loop and, 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 I was kind of running alongside this race and I thought, well, I guess I'll just keep going. And so I ran a half marathon. I thought, oh, I can do that. <laughs> um, so I kind of fell in love with the marathon thing last year. And then, and uh, so I'm running this year with uh, a great organization called Concern, which is a humanitarian organization that helps the poorest of the poor in the, in the, in the countries of the world that, that need help. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, one of their sayings is that we, we stay after the headlines, you know, disappear. So uh, my cousin, Colleen Kelly, who is a, a dear friend and, a, and I just love her. She is now the CEO of Worldwide, uh, C, uh, of uh, Concern Worldwide in, in uh, the United States. And so... Um, 
I said, hey, you know, do you need uh, any runners uh, on your on your list to to help out? And that they had a slot for me. So that's great because because yeah. New York, I've I've watched it's the so marathon, hard. and it's it's going to be fun to be in it. Right. It's I don't know if I could ever do the marathon. You could like, twenty three miles. Twenty six point two. Oh my gosh, I'm way off. So you, you, you wouldn't you you wouldn't do it because you would have stopped oh too soon. <laughs> so no, <laughs> you're right. I mean, that's. Do you do you guys? I, I don't know the specifics. Do you guys stop at any point? <laughs> you can. No, you can. There are really no rules. I mean, you can yeah. walk it if you want. Uh, I think there is a time limit. I think day. they kind of like they kind of you know close it down after a while. But no, you 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 know you kind of do what your body's telling you. And if you yeah. but if you train and you if you you condition yourself to doing it and. Uh, I ran 14, 20, 14 and a quarter this morning. And oh. so, you know, and I'll have another one, okay. one more big run to do before what they call is tapering. You know, I have two weeks to kind of taper your miles gotcha. and get ready for it. So your body's ready and not, not too overexhausted. So, you know, it, I, I'm looking at your face and I'm, for, I'm like 14 I, this I know, morning. That's a lot of time. It is a lot of time. It, it's a good thing about being an actor really, because you have a sliding schedule. My brother and I ran it last year and he has a real job. And uh, training for him was a lot harder because, you know, he had to, yeah. he had to be at work at, you know, 830 in the morning. Right. So his training, I, I have I have a lot of space in my schedule sometimes to be able to kind of figure things out. And uh, it's kind of elastic that way. But it's hard if you have, <laughs> have a real job. Oh and so you've, you've run it before. Not New York. Not so New I York ran Chicago last Chicago. year. Chicago. Yeah. And in Chicago, I mean... So I did a half marathon once and I didn't train and I couldn't walk for a long time. <laughs> but when I did it um, and I ran the whole thing, my parents were like, holy shit, she's actually running. <laughs> um, but they have like bands and stuff throughout, right, that are cheering you on and marching bands and things like that. Right. And you grab like the little gummies on the way. Yeah, it's a really one of the things that really made me fall in love with this experience was the, the community mm -hmm. aspect of it. Yeah. You really get a sense of. Uh, um, you know, it's it's inter interesting because the people of Chicago, which and I and I know this to be true about New York since I've been a spectator, but people come out and there is some strange, strange bond that happens with the people that are running and the people that are cheering you on. They don't have to come out no. and cheer you on. It's a really interesting thing. And it's it's very uh, talking about it is actually it moves me because there are, there are moments, you know, getting near the end of the marathon where there would be people who were there because they know that you're ailing and that you're having a hard time. And they're there to say, keep going, keep going, you know, raising your spirits, lifting you up. And that to me is the most beautiful thing because that is what we need to do every day, every day. marathon or no marathon. It's just, it's a great example of people just kind of recognizing, Hey, you're doing something. Good job. Keep doing that. That's great. You know, you're going to finish it and you're going to accomplish something. And that's, that to me is, um, I don't know. I think it's a, a really extraordinary thing. And to experience that, you know, inevitably at mile 23, 24, 25, you're going to need that help. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. you know, if you see people there who are encouraging you, it's, it kind of gives you a little bit of uh, faith in humanity. That extra boost. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it. true. Gosh, I have chills just thinking about it because it's, and it, it's just such an empowering thing for the city. Like it's like New Yorkers coming yeah, together and true. cheering for each other, which is so cool. It really is. Yeah. It's, I, I see it in a very different way now. I mean, I, I, I live, I, you know, live very close to the the park, and so mm. I, I'd always kind of just stumble into it and think, oh, although the risers are going up, it's the fall. Oh yeah, it's the marathon. But now I know what you know. I don't know how many people do it. It's the biggest in the world. I know that. Yeah. But oh, gosh. every person that's doing it has put a lot of work into 
trying to you know do their best mm-hmm. on that particular day, which is you know that's a lot of work, a lot of effort, and a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of passion. Yeah. Do you have a time goal, or are you just like I just want to finish? I do. I I ran last year in three thirty nine. Okay. And um, I you know what would be amazing is if I got down to three thirty, which would be a, a which would be a remarkable thing because <laughs> only because Chicago is pretty flat. Okay. Ooh. And New York is not. Um, so I'm not counting on it, but it would be great because that would qualify, qualify me for Boston. So, so oh. you gotta, you gotta, in my age bracket, which I think is called super old, Stop. Uh, <laughs> you, you have to run, I think at three thirty, three thirty to be able to go to Boston, which okay. I think if I did that, I would, I would do Boston. I just say, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough of this nonsense. Boston, I mean, that's, <laughs> the, except you get addicted. That's like, you're going to be true. like, that's enough. And then you're going to run Boston. You'll be yeah. like, that was great. I'm going to go to Berlin. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> that's it is a can... great way to experience a city. <laughs> exactly. I have friends who've tr- literally traveled around to run and I'm like, that sounds Horrible. I'll do the Disney World marathon. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I did like the rock and roll marathon where you run in like two twos. No, really, I never ran again. It took me like two years to get back running again after I did that to myself. It was so dumb. Good for you, though. No. Um, But okay, so I know you can't tease too much about what's coming next for you post marathon. Um, But what can we expect? you know, from you in the next year besides, you know, kitchen, what are you working yeah, on? Well, I mean, the, just in general, I've spent most of my career on stage yes. and, 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 uh, happily so. And this, uh, you know, the last two, three, four years I've been, I've been doing a lot of really, really interesting, cool work, you know, uh, in front of a camera and working with extraordinary people. And so that is, uh, this is a very general answer, mm-hmm. but, but, it, but it's, fine. it's true. It's, it's true. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying, you know, getting, getting to be inside that little box that I spent, you know, every waking hour, you know, watching things growing up, you know, just like, how do you get in there? How do you do that? So, um, it's really fun to, to make things that, um, live in a different way than theater. Um, and by no means am I, am I turning my back on the theater. It's just mm-hmm. that the, the, the time requirements are, are different for shooting a film or shooting a television show. And so it's, um, it's been an interesting balance of trying to figure out, okay, where may, maybe some strategy, you know, is, is required to figure out, you know, what, what I can and can't get away with in terms of time commitments for theater. So, but you know, just, I'm going to just keep on keeping on doing, Mm -hmm. doing, you've had some remarkable roles in the past couple of years. It's been such an amazing to see you on screen, whether on TV or on the big screen. It's like an incredible thing. Do you, you, when you're on camera or television, do you miss the immediate feedback of an audience? Uh, no, not really. I, I I think because there's such a novelty to try to figuring out, uh, try to figure out how to execute in the best possible way within a thirty second time frame or whatever mm-hmm. whatever the scene calls for, you know, because you have such limited uh, amounts of time to kind of get the the task at hand done. So I'm really intrigued by that, and so. That to me is is the the, the overriding um, fascination, and it doesn't. Uh, so 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 the answer is no, because I, I know what that is. I know I know what that feels like in terms of being on stage and mm-hmm. having one long gesture, one one sweeping uh, you know kind of um, effort that you've rehearsed consistently for six seven weeks. You know every beat. You know you know how it's going to play out. At least you know you, you have it designed that way. You don't know how it's actually going to play out every night, but. 
the secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. Um, it's just a different thing. So um, I don't I don't necessarily miss it because I'm I'm so intrigued by figuring out how to how to do this job right on in front of a camera. Amazing. Well, you must be doing something right because we think you're doing a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming in. And everybody, make sure you catch First Man out in theaters October 12th um, and The Kitchen 2019. Yep. Can't wait. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.